I would really like to thank Lulu for the cover art on the tracks you've just heard. We released them the other day and I had trouble with my artwork being rejected and Louise came to the rescue and um, it looks lovely, better than anything I could have done. So I'd just like to give big props to Lulu. Thank you very much. And I hope you guys all enjoyed my last three tracks that I played. Let me know what you think. Thanks. I made quite the vignette <coughs> in my kitchen, eating out of the styrofoam cold rock ice cream container. Roxy's here. And I was just listening to Aussie Girl and appreciating many things. <sighs> appreciating that my artwork is out there. Um, Shout out to me, to me, for the album cover art. Um, yeah, I did it. I did done did that, and it's kind of exciting. I'm li liking seeing my stuff in iTunes. It's cool. So, um, uh, and yes, fool's paradise, wasting time. Yeah, yes, it really kind of completes the whole picture. My artwork. Your lyrics, the ice cream, even the dog. It's all quite the vignette. Hugs and kisses. Hey Trudy, I just listened to all three tracks and yeah, they're so good. Like you've got such a great range. I'm really proud to have my artwork. Thank you for saying thank you at the end. That was really sweet. So, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. <sighs> the breadth of your work and the quality man it just blows me away well done honey I'm really I'm really pleased for you that they're getting a a second life like this a bit like my artwork does when it gets to kind of hang out with other people's stuff in this way it just kind of goes out into the world a little further extends its tendrils out into the creativeness, into the artiverse. All right, talk to you soon, sweetie. Hello. Well, hello. How are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? I am doing better than I was yesterday. So how's that? So... It's one crap kilometer below the crap level of yesterday. Yes. Yes, but we shall see after I eat my chicken nuggets, which is what's for dinner, whether um, the pain still stays neutral. Well, what's great about pain is that you can have all kinds of pain and you can have different kinds of pain coexisting at once. It's like pain's just like this buffet. <laughs> yes, definitely. But listen, I called you because I wanted to really say thank you for the artwork for my album. Ah, oh, you're welcome. I listened to that message you sent me with my weird, I, I don't know if you got my call in back though. Yeah. yeah I was talking like a weirdo because I'm a weirdo. 
Oh, no, it's a suck at self-promotion. I just, you know, I used, when, I did, I used, when I did the little segue to say thank you, I just wasn't in a great space. But I, oh, put it I never even got thing. to it. I never even got to that because I just listened to the first song and I saw the picture and I was really excited. Mm. And so I called in and that was me being, can see why I'm having trouble in some of, some of these interviews with people. Yeah, communication is fun like that. But I wanted you to know that when it pops up, it looks really cool. Uh, Thank yeah. you. I'm really impressed. I'm. I. I think it looks. I think it really. Um. It really pops. It's based on a painting. It's actually like the flash caused the the colors to be that intense, and then the picture's been digitized. Um. So it's been like cut. And then part of it's been put through a filter, I think, possibly a Prisma filter, mm-hmm. and then recomposited together. To, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So I've, it's a bit of a combination of um, painting, photography, and digital art. But it it pops, baby. It pops. Yeah, so it definitely I'm, does. I'm glad. It's nice for people to see my stuff. You know, like it's a new. It's a like a totally it's a platform I never thought of you know like your you know somebody else's music is is my gallery wall <laughs> yeah and the other one as well the the one that I I took it and matted it out into a yeah you did a nice like job well I wanted it to look like the moon because I thought she was a really moon looking um goddess mm. the picture that you drew and I was like you know painted and I was like yeah I want that part I want it to look like a moon so that's on the other tracks and I think it really green one as well the green one yeah that's a massive painting I can't even remember where that went somebody must have bought it um it, that was one and one meter high and one and a half meters wide wow that's humongous so, that's a lot yeah I did a lot I in the historically I've done a lot of big paintings still got a lot under the house but yeah, um, if you go to div- anyone listening, um, if you go to Deviant Art, and then you type in do a search for Artie Lou A R T Y L O U, you'll see a heap of like I've got. It's not very organized. I'm sorry, but um, there's a, I put a heap of stuff, um, like Snapchat pictures, like profile pictures, and there's a heap of my paintings in there too. But I I went through a phase on Anchor where I just kept changing my avatar and I had people complaining and I was like here you go look I put them all in it's like my solution was to just put them all up in um deviant art and like if you miss any of the old pictures you can just go there and look at them mm. <laughs> I didn't know what I was thinking I was tripping but um yeah I just like I was constantly like you know several times a day <laughs> I was changing my avatar so there's a heap of those in there, like weird freaking stuff, and then um, paintings and drawings and uh, etchings. So if you'd like to come and see my etchings, mm. then search for Artie Lou. That's because I'm Lou, L-O-U, for Louise, and I'm Artie in DeviantArt and promotion. Cool. Well, I hope people do go and check that out. Um well, I hope people go to Spotify and look up Confession and Denial, C-O-N-F-E-S-I-O-N, ampersand, D-E-N-I-A-L. Yeah, except it's a double S in Confession. Ah, double letters. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, confession and denial. But I'm pretty sure under the spotlight. I was close though. It's only one letter off. And as well. Um, it's weird. Didn't just stick with the ampersand. On Spotify, they've got me as confession and denial as well with the full spelling of ampersand. Oh. So I don't know what you can find me under. But, yeah, if you go there and search confession and denial. I it it worked under the ampersand. Yeah, I know it works under the ampersand. Yeah, but the link that I got given for the distro kid type of thing at confession and denial. That distro kid thing is awesome. Like, so Lewis, um, what's what's his station name? Banned from TV every day. Banned from TV every day is Lewis's station name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lewis Vessel, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, and and he he does he does stuff. He does musical stuff, and he's been using DistroKid, and then he told you about it, and then you got your stuff up on there. Yeah. And it's just it's so like liberating. Like for I mean, it sounds like I'm doing an infomercial here, but like it's twenty five bucks US a year, but to have it. I think the experience. I, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to admit <laughs> that having your music in my Apple, like on my iPhone in my in my music store, mm. makes it more listenable than when you send it to me in a kind of less you know shiny formatted manner. Yeah, and it, I'm embarrassed to say that, but it's true. Yeah, well, that's, I never thought of it that way, so I'm glad that I've, I'm in your library now. Um. Well, I, you know, I kind of like – I'm just thinking because I, I think a lot about – I'm obsessed with um, accessibility, like what makes – because, you know, you can make the best stuff, but if no one comes to you, if no one can get to you, if, you know, then, you know, who's going to appreciate it? And so I – and and I did this a lot being a PA, like trying to get people to do things for themselves by making the systems easy. Mm-hmm. So I think about what it is that kind of draws people and grabs people and makes them do stuff. And because um, I've had lots of people ask me to listen to their things and I, I get this like a resistance and um, but there's less, yeah, there's some, the ease, something about the ease of it and the familiarity of it being in this musical space it takes it from being like oh here's this kind of like this stuff that my friend's done that they're wanting me to check out to here's the stuff that my friend this is the shit my friend made and it's in iTunes you yeah. know it has a, a whole other feel to it yeah. yeah like um I guess it gives it a certain status or something I'm sort of unpacking this as I'm speaking but um it's interesting. And then you get to have the visual, you know, impact with the the song as well and, and it looks all shiny and so and in Spotify as well, like it's got its own kind of design thing. But um Yeah, yeah congratulations for stepping up to the plate and just doing it and I know it was a big deal and it's you've had a lot of angst over it, but I don't know if I were in your shoes, I'd be really feeling like it's worth it in terms of impact, like and getting the stuff that I've done out into the world. I, I'm enjoying just riding your coattails. <laughs> oh, coattails. 
Huh? Devon. Maybe your chemtrails. I'm eating, yeah, chemtrails. I'm riding your chemtrails. I'm getting with Devon straight out of the fridge and just rolling it up and eating it. Sounds good. It's a I good way like to eat Devon. Devon. I don't like Devon, though. I like Devon on, like, white bread that's been buttered, like, but probably with margarine so it's thinly spread then devon and then and then tomato sauce yeah that's it it's missing the tomato sauce mm. um i remember i've still got that photo of the one i made for fiona like that and i put a smiley face with the tomato sauce mm. Do you remember that yeah <laughs> and she was just holding it like wow wasn't she having a good conversation with you this afternoon when she got home from school she was. She was like, and she could tell that I couldn't understand it the first time, and so I knew that I could tell she said the same thing again, and then no. I was, and then I tried to understand it, and she's like, "Yeah, anyways, later, Lulu." No. <laughs> I'm like, "Fair call." I, you know, you you want to hang out with mom? She understands what you're saying, you know. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just says yeah when she doesn't. Oh, <laughs> trying to get the lid off the gherkins. My God, that's what she said. How do I get the lid off the gherkins? I want to eat one. Um, is this one that's never been opened? No, I got it. I used my shirt. Oh, okay. It's the big jar we had while you were here. It's still here. All right. I'm just about to eat one. Got gherkins. Yep. We just got a new jar, so I feel like I can eat these old ones now. <laughs> I need more gherkins. Mm, yum. Wow, gherkins are awesome. They're very good for you. Are they? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, because stuff that's been pickled. Because um, they're cucumbers and cucumbers are good for you. And also stuff that's been pickled is um is good for your guts. Okay. I need all the good for my gut stuff I can get. Yeah. Keep eating those gherkins. I will. You know, remember I when like I made? Gut. Remember when I made gherkins for you and Fiona when you guys were having a bath? Gherkins and cheese. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, what was that? What, what sort of cheese was that? Was that fancy cheese or was that regular cheese? It was nice cheese. It was um. Was it like brie or something? No, it was mainland. Mainland, um... Oh, mainland vintage. vintage. That's right. And I cut it and I, I I, put it into, like... I had one side that had, like, the the um, cucumber... Oh, the, the gherkins. Or oh, was it cucumber? I can't remember. With it on top, the cheese on top, and the other side with the separate. And and Fiona, like, to put them together herself. I think like, it was I cu- figured. cucumber and cheese, not gherkins. Actually. Yeah, not gherkins. Yeah, that's right. It was cucumber and cheese. Mm. Cucumber and cheese is a nice combination. Mm. Yeah, that mainland vintage is really nice too. Yeah, they. I, I got their butter this time as well. I spent a dollar extra and bought mainland butter because I just I like that. I really like this stuff. I'm such a food snob. I really I, I I aspire to be more of a basic bitch though. You know they stopped making sweet mustard sauce at Macca's. Oh really? Yep. So you got to have your chicken nuggets. You got to have them with sweet and sour or barbecue now. Ew. Yeah. 
Well, that's some bullshit. I thought so. Why did the chicken nugget cross the road? Why? In indignation about the missing sauce. Oh. <laughs> did you hear the... Did I get up? I don't even know if I got it up. Like, I was trying to do chicken jokes with Siri. I can't remember what got saved and what got lost now in the great episode catastrophe. But I I, I asked Siri um, a chicken joke on my phone. Yeah. And it said, like, why did she? Yeah, and it, it said maybe, uh, like, the road crossed. I took a sc- screenshot of it, fortunately. Uh, maybe the road moved and the chicken stood still and the road moved under it or something like that. It was, like, yeah. something really trippy. And then I tried recording it, like, on, on the iPad over and over and over again, like, trying to get Siri to tell that joke. And she just wouldn't do it. No, she wouldn't bitch. do it. She's such a fucking bitch. And I kept saying, you're not funny. Fiona gets annoyed because Siri won't let her tell a knock-knock joke. And, <laughs> and she understands knock-knock. Sometimes yeah. Fiona says it. But um, the who, when Fiona says someone who, she won't understand that. And no. so she lets Emma and I tell a knock-knock joke, but she won't let Fiona tell a knock-knock joke. And so Fiona hates Siri. <laughs> Um, but she talks to Siri all the time. She presses the button and and she says Fiona to it, and she, and Siri understands Fiona. Well, but um, yeah, she's interesting on the phone. This little kid, um, she's she's a bit too much into it already. I'm gonna see. It's gonna be difficult to take the technology away from her as she gets older. But um, she's she already likes to draw, and she knows how to use GarageBand and get in there and do some stuff. So. It sounds she's that that shit that she made, but that you guys sent me on GarageBand was cool. Yeah, um, it's not hard to do something simple on GarageBand. I will say, like you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do it. But I thought what she was playing with was pretty cool, and watching mm. her play with it, watching her learn to control it and but, operate. But it I mean the kind of the the underpinning feeling of the music, mm. you know, like it's not a technical thing, just more of a kind of an instinctual thing that mm. it, that I sensed with it. Like I was like, wow, yeah. um, but not surprising considering having two musical parents and yeah, I don't know that I've done that much music since Fiona's since I was being pregnant with Fiona because I kind of gave up after that because they they say with a lot of these things it's genetic, like there's a, there are definitely like the things that people do in pre- previous generations like they have they're passed on genetically like good the, the trauma, you know skills all kinds of stuff, like experiences get passed down through genes like think the things you do okay so yeah because there's things that like with editing and stuff like sound editing um I just have like when I used to remember when I used to do the trimming and stuff Mm -hmm. like I just had a natural ear for sound editing and I'd never done it before and then I found out that my dad had done sound editing on over 500 films in his job and uh, in his business isn't having an audio production company 
And it's like, I don't know, in a weird way it, it makes sense because he kind of also picks stuff up via osmosis too, I think. He just kind of, I don't know, it's weird, but it's a lot more um, complex, I think, like the, what gets passed, with, you know, like from parents to kids, especially creatively. There's some, it's a magical mysterious pixie land of wonderness yeah definitely (laughs) i'm i'm glad i have creative parents i think it's helped like there's a lot of shit with being in being a creative like but i don't know like there's this dude that i've been talking to and he is a fairly kind of, I guess, in like, um, you know, regular, regular sort of like maybe upper working class, you know, maybe even middle class, like just secure in his job, sort of secure in his life, very confident, da 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 da, but just hates his job, just miserable. Like his whole attitude towards work is just that it's, you know, oh well, it pays me money. And so, like, I think I put myself in his shoes and I go, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be nice to have security and resources and all that sort of shit. But I, the thought of, I, I mean, I've been in that, I've been in, done the job thing. You've done the job thing. Yeah, before I got sick, I had a couple of good jobs. Drag yourself to work kind of jobs or did you like them kind of jobs um jobs where I wasn't necessarily suited for the job but I could do the work so temping doing office stuff um working for Nokia telecommunications at one point just before I got pregnant with my son and doing their switchboard on the odd odd occasion and working for four marketing managers um just doing I don't know booking conferences and doing the photocopying and doing the filing and all that so yeah I used to be able to do it but then once I had my son and the psychosis kicked in I can't handle office environments because they're very bitchy Mm. and um, so yeah that was the one thing that I was kind of good at was using computers and you know making stuff on computers but I'm not really good at that anymore I've got a similar well so I I was on some sort of benefit from um like I started getting it transferred from mum's account to mine when I was 16 just automatically um that my Oz study payments and um cuz that's around the time my mum's business went under so I guess she was getting some government government stuff um um, sorry, I just had a phone call coming through. Um, yeah, so um, I I just never, um, like I was on some kind of benefits and then 32 I was like, right, I heard about office temping and I'd been like investigating it and I thought because I'd tried a bunch of stuff and I was just terrible at, terrible, couldn't waitress, couldn't, like I tried childcare, I tried I tried so many different things and just, just not no work ever stuck and a lot of it was social issues 
Anyway, with office temping, you have a short sort of turnover. So by the time things got too bitchy, like I got too, usually I would have left. Normally I would then need a break and have like, like cry for a week or something to get over it. But it was in the economic boom. So I could call up on a Thursday and have work on a Monday and it was just easy. Mm. And um, I failed a lot. And um at the actual work itself, but then got, you know, cause I had no training. I'd been out of everything, um, for all those years, but I kind of like stumbled through and I got good at, I got good at the computer side, but the social side, it was always just like, just the weird twisted. Cause there's like the rules, but then there's like, cause there's all this like red tape and bureaucracy and stuff. Um, even in business, but especially in like I worked a lot in government and then later in the university. So there's the rules and then there's all the workarounds for the rules, which is this whole other unspoken thing. And then and then there's this other layer of all the social complexity and it just did my head in. It absolutely like I just couldn't. Um, yeah, I ended up like losing my mind in the end and it just the whole thing. I got, I had finally got the permanent job and it all imploded. So, and then my life has kind of been, I've been recovering from that ever since. Like it, cause I think the, the emotional impact of that happening is what ended up ultimately triggering the physical collapse that I had. And then the physical collapse triggered another emotional. Yeah. <laughs> and now suddenly I've been, my marriage ended a year ago, My, you know, over a year ago. My husband moved out a year ago and I'm still here in the house, like financially free-falling, yeah. scrambling to get a flatmate. So, um, yeah, life sucks when you can't deal with people. It does. It does. And I don't think it gets easier as you get older either. I don't think it's the kind of disability you grow into. Um. I'm I'm always socially awkward. I'm socially awkward around people who I'm closest to. Mm. So. I was socially awkward with you just before with my the thing about my um my art and you and I are very close. <laughs> yeah. Um I think it takes a few workarounds with communication sometimes to get mm. what you're really thinking across and especially when like I've got roadkill for that face at the moment because of pain. And so it's a bit, it's a bit tricky sometimes to. And I'm burnt on a wire. I'm like the everything's like this this for me right now. Like I'm just like so. Um, man, it killed me to take riding on the. You know when you're on, on the high energy and you may be feeling terrible, but. It just keeps you pushing forward. At least it's kind of distracting or something. So when I took two days off, all this emotional stuff just came up and, oh, it was just killer. But it was good to stop. It was good to put the brakes on my brain for a bit and um, and then to 